Australian Grand Prix, back down under. Nick, go say some offensive things. G'day, Bonza Bouncer the Dog. There we go. Dingo ate my baby and all this. <laughs> so yes, Australian Grand Prix. We're Menchunda. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Colin. Oh dear, dear, dear. So, Australian Grand Prix, new new hometown hero for the, the Aussies and Oscar Piastri. Daniel mm-hmm. Ricardo looking on from the sidelines. He's a Tom is informing he's a Melbourneian. 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 He is from Melbourne, so it's a nice home race for him. Literally home race. Yeah. To be fair, Melbourneian does sound like a Scottish town. It really does. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> I've not been through it yet. <laughs> so yeah, Australia. One of my favourite races of the year. Although it doesn't often deliver, but when it does, it can be quite entertaining. Hmm. New track layout that came in last year as well to increase overtaking seemed to work this year. Tom is shaking mm. his head, but I, I we saw some action the first half of the race for turn 9, 10, 11. Only because of four DRS. Yeah. The four DRS zones are slightly artificial. Mm-hmm. We'll give you that. We'll, we'll, we'll touch upon that. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. There was definitely overtaking and excitement, and I said that this track layout has been ruined thanks to Mark Scaife, but I was wrong. However, I don't know. I feel like I still can justify it a bit because it's all DRS, just DRS. Massive DRS zone. Between, yeah. yeah. It would probably 10. work better if they took away that one leading up to turn nine. Yep. You can have the one coming out of it because you've caught up under the toe, but yeah. And Red Bull have our super DRS anyway, so. I'm mm-hmm. going to call it the double DRS, even though that's not how it works. <laughs> they brought back the F duct. We're just not seeing it. Oh, the F ducts would be better. Mm. Damn it. We're just not seeing what appendages are using to bought the hole this time. <laughs> <laughs> So, wasn't much news going on the weekend, was there? Not really, no. Massey was at the Australian Grand Prix. That's about the only thing that seemed to be spoke about. Ah, is that because he works for supercars these days? It and was, they were yeah. spot category, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no one chinned him, which was a surprise. Yeah. You'd have, you'd have thought someone from Mercedes would have went after him at some point. <laughs> but yeah, Michael Massey was back, and coincidentally, we got some weird FIA drama, which, um, yeah, slightly artificial race end, which was... I'm assuming they've done that as an homage to him, just to <laughs> just to honour his uh, appearance at the weekend, uh, rather than just continuing the slightly weird FIA-ness that seems to exist there. So yeah, Michael Massey was back. Supercars, I didn't see any of it. I know it's your favourite, Tom, but I did see a video of an exploding car running down the pit lane. Uh, yes, I heard about yeah, that. So these are new new regulations for this year, with a lot of shared components. So actually, even though they're very different, in spirit, they're similar to when the British Touring Cars introduced NGTC. So, and in the first few years, there were some teething troubles there. So that's what they're going through at the minute. Um, interestingly, how the cars don't seem to sit right on the, on the wheels and the body looks like this. And I think the <laughs> British Touring Cars had that same issue as well. But anyway, a couple of engine fires, actually. There was um, more than one case. So the, they, I think they had four races that weekend. So for the final one, they had to, everybody had to change a few uh, ways they were using certain parts under the bonnet to try and mitigate that, and they had to do a rolling start because one of the reasons was when the car's sitting, they think at the rev line at the start on the red line, uh, that was mm. creating a certain part to overheat allegedly, but they're, they're not sure. So, yeah. <laughs> but one final point about this you mentioned it, and I went on a ramble, apologies, but I can't watch those races. I subscribe to Supercars, uh, what's it called, Superview. 
I think, I might have got the name wrong, where I pay through YouTube a monthly subscription and I get to watch the races legally through their channel, but that always exclu- excludes the races that support the Grand Prix uh-huh. due to Formula One licensing. So there's actually no way of watching it at all. So that's the end of it. Not even highlights. I've just read race reports, like old school ways. That's a bit rubbish, apart, isn't it? Apart from the viral mm. clips of the car set on fire, that's it. Oh, yeah. I mean, have you heard of a VPN? <laughs> well, no, but there's nothing to, there's no stream to do oh, that. Oh, so with, they don't even upload it? Oh, yeah. dear, dear. That's very yeah, poor, yeah. isn't it? It's just not on it. So, um, even for people in Oz, it's just through Fox Sports, I think, who has their F1 coverage, which you can subscribe to watch supercars, but the it's all locked down within mm. form, I guess. So, makes you think, if British Touring Cars ever supported the Grand Prix again, it probably wouldn't be on ITV. That would be a fun weekend, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be a great weekend. I wish it would happen. I'd love it. Yeah. Maybe anyway. Formula One. Formula One. Qualifying. The only real bit of news was Sergio Perez binned it in Q1, so he started in the mm-hmm. last place. And blamed yeah. the team. Yeah. Yeah. Both him and Max had the locking issues all weekend, and apparently it wasn't their <sighs> fault. But locking... I don't like the fact that everybody's called it, and I'm not picking on you, Colin. Uh, locking issues. I mean, what about driver's foot issues for locking up the brakes? I know there could have been technical issues, but I don't know. Not sure about that. Yeah, well, Chandok was um, theorising that it was engine overrun, wasn't he? Saying that it was pushing the car on slightly. Yeah, that's but probably the way it, what it is. But... Perez denied, or rather refused to confirm when they asked him about it. Mm, yeah, he did it in FP3, the same thing, just, just mm. hours before, didn't he? The same corner, I think. Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, we're in a scenario now where if he makes a slightly slip up, that's it. Championship over because Max will win. Oh, it's over already, isn't it? Well, oh, we yeah. know that, but now it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to play along a little bit. Yeah, yeah, of course. We've got another 20, 20 races to go. No, 19. Some ridiculous amount. 19, I think, races to go. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes managed to get second and third with Russell ahead of Hamilton. So that was really mm. it for qualifying. Back to, back to power quickly, back to power theory that apart from Red Bull, Mercedes, Aston Martin and Ferrari, everyone else can be in Q3. And it just, at each track, it's like random. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you had Albon, Gasly and Hulkenberg this time. Mm. But, you know, but then you had, uh, Bot- oh, by the way, Bottas qualified last effectively. Oh, he was and, terrible, wasn't he? And I don't want to jump yeah. ahead to the race, but he also was last in the race. <laughs> yeah, it's the mallet. <laughs> <laughs> Valve to the version 6 has stopped working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> version he's, 7. He's now on XP. <laughs> <laughs> on to the race. Let's get stuck in because there was a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, that's probably yes. Russell got away well at the start and managed to take the lead off of Verstappen into turn one, who was uncharacteristically cautious. He was mm. then extremely cautious into turn three and got swamped by Sainz and Hamilton. Hamilton managed to get up the inside and take second place in a really nice move, I thought. Yeah. Um, Max disagreed. He thought it was unfair. He thought he was ran out of the road. Um, I thought it was all, all pretty fair, to be honest. He was on the curb. But there was room for him, and he, he didn't have to go off track. Yeah, well, Max never does that to other people, does he? He, he <laughs> never pushes them out wide. That's what gets me. If it gets to a point where a move like that 
is uh, looked at by the stewards in Formula One. That's the day I stopped watching. Yeah, I thought it was all fair. Um, mm. He didn't run him into a wedge where he had to force the slam on the brakes to go off track. He ran him over the curb. But it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not even a conversation in my mind. Like no, like forget it. Although I would say every driver who gets overtaken is straight on the team radio and says, "Oh, they pushed me off, right?" Because they're, they're looking for the yeah. advantage and to save face a bit. So it's probably just that heat of the moment <laughs> stuff. But I don't really understand why Max was so trepidatious at the start. But he's in that un- you know enviable position of he'll get him later anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think he also knows he's got the championship in the bag as long as yeah. he finishes. Yeah, so basically, he doesn't want to get involved in any fights. He doesn't have to. Hmm. And also a very good use of the word trepidatious, I have to say. Thank you very much. I wrote it yeah. down in my notes to use. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, it's almost like he was worried about a championship when we're only on the third race. Yeah, it was very odd, wasn't it? Hmm. But it, make, prob- it makes sense. He's probably got the idea that we've all got, to let's be honest, that he can have the title wrapped up by the summer break. Mm hmm. And then he can let Perez win some. <laughs> well, I, yeah, because yeah, Max will do that. <laughs> uh, he can go on holiday and let Ricardo in and still win the championship, I think. Yeah. I think he just knows. Keep his nose clean, finish every race, he's won it. Which is a shame. Meanwhile, just behind the leaders, Alonso's fifth after the start, and his teammate gets caught up in an instant Michelle Leclerc, which wasn't Landstroll's fault. Leclerc is on the outside and he turns in on Stroll, catches him, spins him both into a half spin, but Leclerc gets beached into the gravel and ends his own race in turn three. Yeah, I think he expected Stroll to move over a bit, but there was no room for him to do that. So, yeah. Not sure what Charles is thinking, but it is quite narrow down there. I would, if I had to apportion blame, it's Charles, so the right decision, I think, not to do anything penalty wise for Stroll. Mm hmm. Uh, but it is also just a bit unfortunate, a bit of a racing thing. There was a nice, tasty fight up front between the two Mercedes and Verstappen after the uh, Clerk's car got cleared out of the way. Mm. Um, Hamilton was challenging Russell. wasn't just sitting behind him. It was getting quite exciting uh, what would happen up the front. And then uh, Williams completely ruined the fight at the front, as usual. Uh, Alex Albon spins at turn six and through seven. Clyde with a barrier mm. and sprays gravel everywhere. Just covers the track in it. Russell and Sainz both pit as there's a safety car deployed, but as the safety car is out, FIA deploy a red flag, which stops the race and demotes them, I think, to 7th and 9th. Mm. I still hate this rule. Yeah. Also, because, Magnussen uh, was pitted at that point as well, which mm-hmm. kind of wrecked, wrecked his race. And everyone else gets a free to change it during the red flag period. Yep. I still don't understand why they can't just say, yes, you could change your tyres, but it is not your mandatory pit stop. Ah, yeah. That's an interesting way of doing it. Because it's under red flag conditions, so they haven't changed their tyres during the race. I was looking at another way. Close the pit lane under safety cars. I think that's probably mm. the... Mm. I was going to say that's the best thing to do, but... If you've went long on your tyres, you're screwed. Yeah, and you're, also you're, if someone's you're, got damage, punctures. Yeah, you're screwed. That's what IndyCar does, you do. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's not. There's not an easy fix. You could apply a time penalty or a position penalty for 
No, because then everyone would just do it and it wouldn't count. You say you could apply some sort of penalty for changing tyres under a red flag, but then if 20 cars change tyres under a red flag, nobody will move because they've all got the same yeah. penalty. So, yeah. I understand why they let them do it because if someone has damage or, you know, the puncture or whatever, they're allowed yeah, it's to a change safety their thing. tyres. It's a safety thing. But then everyone else has to be allowed to change their tyres because otherwise that car then has an advantage. Yeah, I don't mm. know. I don't know if there's an answer to this, is there? So if you allow them to change, but it's not their mandatory stop, mm-hmm. how could they people st- be screwed by that? Well, they would still have to make their stop later on. Ah, yeah, but it could be at a point in a race where they've already already done their stops, right? So then you just you're in the same scenario, aren't you? Where... Oh yeah, it wouldn't cover everything. But you're right. At the first half of the race, it's still mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. I like Nick's solution the best. If you pitted on lap one, then. And then there was a red flag on lap eight. You'd be laughing because you could probably go to the end <clears throat> and save yourself. Which would be interesting. Race time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get a hass on the podium. <laughs> well, there was the only one mm. here. <laughs> I believe for a good half hour. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, uh, the warm up lap at the restart is a complete oh. disaster. It is. But before that, do you think it was a red flag worthy scenario? No. I don't know. I've, I've seen worse crashes dealt with under a safety car. It's one of those, yeah. There was a lot of gravel on the track that needed clearing up, but just give it a few laps beyond the safety car, you'd have time to do that. Also, you only really need the racing line and a, and a width, that, you know, a bit extra clear. Well, I don't know. The, the thing is, we're not experts and we're not there. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like the barrier was that damaged to me. It looked like the advertising hoarding came off it. Oh, no. We need to fix the barrier. <laughs> but I understand that barriers are super important and the tech pro stuff, so if that was deemed in a bad way, fair play. It just it just didn't from the outside looking it didn't seem red flag worthy to Kinda at the point where any crash is a red flag. Well, only at these tracks with no you know, narrow confines, I guess. Mm. I wonder what happens in Baku. <laughs> well, I don't understand, but there's something happening with qualified it's mm. Baku. It's changing, but I don't understand. Oh yeah, we can co- Yes, good point. Well, it might not be as well, right? Yeah, I have no idea what's happening, but uh, anyway, Red Bull's anyway. not happy about it because they're going to they're going to lose four cars apparently. <laughs> but all the bits are going to break. Oh, so okay. yeah, so that's next. So yeah, the warm-up lap at the restart is a complete disaster. Um, it's cars flying everywhere at turn seven uh, as the drivers come around the blind turn six and find that the snake is just parked. Sergio uh, Perez was quite vocal, wasn't he, on the radio? But he was also stopped, but then I suppose he can't overtake, so it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, there was, was, was an Alpha Terry came flying around to the end and completely cut the corner. Oh, Magnuson. Oh, was it Magnuson? Yeah. I, I liked it how he just kept it pinned as well. Yeah. He didn't like go off and slow down. He was like, nah. Yeah. Full on. Always keep it pinned. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Trademarked. But yeah, that was just, that was just, that was so close to a pilot. It was just weird. Yeah. Just weird. So, start number two, Alonso put Max under a little bit of pressure, but he backed out of it to consolidate third position. Russell's back up to fifth at the restart, and Pierre Gasly has somehow found himself up in fourth after all the, mm. all the red flag pit stop shenanigans. Verstappen then overtakes Hamilton at turn nine in the easiest overtake ever. Is it an DRS. overtake, though? Is that an overtake? Depends how you define it. It just went past him. I suppose it is, but like, 
come on. I, I didn't watch uh, the Sky or Fox coverage, but apparently once uh, Verstappen got past in the easiest overtake of all time, uh, he might the, the commentary Crofty might have been saying something like, oh, what's Hamilton going to do to come back now? And everyone's thinking uh, yeah. literally nothing. <laughs> well, yes. coming down to Eternal Avenue, he was already about two seconds ahead because he had a second dose of DRS. <laughs> I was like, how's yeah. that fair? He overtook him before the previous two corners and he still has DRS. Uh, that's a little bug I have as well of a lot of the tracks where they have these two DRS zones together. Yeah. That they have one detection zone. It's like, no. <laughs> it wouldn't be hard to stick a detection zone at the entrance to turn 10, the right-hand part. Yeah. It's not a difficult job, surely, to put that in. It just seemed... Because it happened a few times, a few cars that got past. They got past into nine... Then had DRS uh-huh. all the way at 11, so no one had a chance mm. of getting near him. Change at Melbourne. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 10 11 is the best overtaking opportunity, especially because it's a tighter corner now. Mm. And yet, you, you're giving, there's no way of, you know, trying to even return that move. I, I just no. think, ah, we had all these new aerodynamic rules, this, this sort of false hope of, ooh, we might even, it might be so good. We ditched DRS, and yet we've got more DRS. Anyway. Yeah. After the first races, I've come round to your ditching DRS idea. <laughs> you, there would be less overtakes, right? But there would be better overtakes, and there would be better. You'd appreciate them more. Yeah. You'd you'd go to Hungary, and there'd literally be nothing. <laughs> so it would be <laughs> yeah. a terrible race, okay? But then you'd go to some of these modern tracks, which have the crazy long straights. Anyway, there mm. will be a slipstream effect, mm-hmm. and you feel like it would be more, I don't know, worth it, especially because. As we've said, apart from the top four teams, everyone else is so close. It, it, it'd be quite interesting to watch a train of cars without someone just going, oh, I'm going past on a straight line. You know, they'd have to work more on the strategy a bit and work mm-hmm. harder for a dive. But uh, maybe I'm wishful thinking. Eh? It, it, it would, if it would happen, we'd get complaints of, um, oh, this race is boring. And they won't be able to pull out this stat of record number of overtakes mm. or whatever it might be. Yeah, so the whole active aerodynamics thing that's meant to be coming in may help, but that's also artificial in its own way. I, I'm not opposed to artificial stuff. I, I like touring cars. I just watching Sergio Perez fight through the field should have been interesting, and it was just DRS, 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 DRS. I know yeah. he sent it through late in some some scenarios, which is fair play, but you know you want to see, you want to see him on board struggling for ten laps to get past the Haas. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. He he had a good recovery. He did have some good moves in the nine. He went he did, inside yeah. and then outside. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. And he got big then he got to ninth by Norris and he was there for about twenty five laps. He just couldn't close in after that. Uh, it took him ages. It was flying through and then it just stalled out at nine. Mm. But yeah. I'm on the DRS, but in the DRS train. Um, we'll get, why, why, why don't we trial it? Why, we're trialing 14 sprint yeah. races in the one weekend. Why not just trial mm-hmm. not having DRS? Yeah. Well, they're actually trying try to have more DRS in the sprints, aren't they? La Salle, later in the year, has the world's longest front straight. It doesn't need DRS or as well. Anyway. Yeah, Qatar. Qatar? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Russell then gets past Gasly up in uh, turn three, I think. No, it was at turn 11. He mm-hmm. managed to get past at the end of that lovely bit of DRS that I'm not going to criticise anymore. <laughs> um, he got he got managed to get fourth off of Gazi. Nice move, but then he's forced to retire because his engine gets a little bit burny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he 
it, it goes halfway around the lap or two thirds way around the lap, but he can't get in the pits, yeah. so he, he has to drive down the pit, the pit straight on fire, which was dramatic. Yeah. And R- didn't red cause flag. a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing the weekend didn't cause a red flag. Yeah. Just wait until you see the drive to survive version of that fire. So I'll <laughs> yeah. make it look like he was engulfed in flames. The new Roman Grosjean. You'll see yeah. it. Every race as well for the first six episodes. <laughs> like the crash at Silverstone this year. It'll be replayed endlessly. So yeah, Grosjean, he crashed out when nearly could have won the Indicat the weekend. Bit of a shame, anyway. Fall up from oh, home, dear. I think. Bam. Oh dear. He doesn't finish many Indicat races. No, because the week before <laughs> that, him and McLaughlin crashed into each other and wiped each other out for first and second. Is that the one? Oh, McLaughlin was pretty. Was that the? There's one he got taken out a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that was the one. That's that, the one, yeah, sorry. That, that, if I said last week, I meant last round. But... Yeah, that was a bad one. Yeah. But yeah. this one, it was on his own, but anyway. <laughs> oh, dear. Poor Roman. My favourite video is still him crashing the safety car at Austin at the pit <laughs> entry. Well, oh, Laguna Seca. Yeah. It's a Honda was Civic. It, was it Laguna Seca he did it in? Yeah. Oh, dear. That was That is hilarious. Because he's done a video with a guy before it, like, this guy's yeah. terrified to get a car with me. Cuts the, the airbags just flying off as he crashes in the pit wall. <laughs> oh, dear. I miss Grosjean. There's not enough flying cars yeah. these days. <laughs> so, nothing happens for 20 laps. Sainz pulls a move on Gasly into turn three, which Science was is the lovely. only interesting bit about this part of the race, yeah. And that, that move was fantastic. Yeah. That was very Tom, I thought, that move. Uh, no, I would have won off afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I would have set it up perfectly and I got too excited. Gazzle would have parked in the curves. <laughs> <laughs> that was lovely. It was. very lo- love the way he pulled out really late. Gave him no chance to defend it. Yeah. Another fair move as well, even though he got squeezed and exit. I thought mm-hmm. it was perfect. Oh, speaking of squeezing and exits, at the restart, did you see Nick DeVries and Ocon? I thought that was actually pretty bad from Nick. He, he, he actually rode up on the wheel of Ocon, didn't he? And went flying in the air. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And he completely just tried to put, push Ocon off the road, I thought. So that's why we have these rules, I guess. He got served, so he mm. no penalty. Mm. At, at this point in the race, it's just Sonoda going backwards, isn't it? That's all I'm watching. And it, because of the DRS, yeah. you can't even really defend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've nothing noted until lap 47 when Verstappen decided to not take the last corner. Yeah, yeah, you're the team. Say, yeah, it's the team's fault. You've not fixed this issue. The issue of me breaking too late. So he goes wide at the penultimate <laughs> corner onto the track, off the track, sorry, onto the grass. Uh, comes back on. Was he's about five seconds, but mm-hmm. he could probably do that another ten times and still won the race. Uh, Norris then catches up with Hulkenberg for I think it's seventh position. He has a few nibbles at him down at turn eleven. There's a few defences from Hulkenberg which were close to being a bit too late. One especially was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. a definite block after Norris had mm. went from inside. One of them had given a warning flag. You know. Yeah. Take it easy now. Yeah. All all the uh, debate we've had about, ooh, too much DRS, that is a race really good, but this was a fantastic fight. Mm. Mm. Ebbed and flowed. He was able to defend, ended up in the gravel. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, I thought it was really well set up by Norris to finally get mm-hmm. him. They cut underneath it, turn 11. And then uh, I'll try to hang it out, but 
couldn't. It was nice seeing Haas racing. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't often see Hulkenberg race either. He's normally no. yeah. driving along on his own, wherever he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And let's be real, like the first f- three races of the year is when probably the Haas is the only time it's going to be competitive. God, that, I couldn't get my words out then. You know, they're not very good with upgrades throughout the year, are they? So you've got to strike my yeah, iron's hot. definitely not. Yeah. And Hulkenberg, let's be fair, he got smashed by Norris here, but he held on for long. He was in Q3. He was in the points throughout the race. There was a point at, at some point when nothing was happening, where he was almost catching up. Was he in like seventh or eighth? And he was sort of yeah. mm-hmm. with the pack. And I just think, what a return for someone who hasn't raced full-time for over a year. Over a couple of years, isn't it, actually? It's mm-hmm. only a substitute for yeah. things. So, um, And he's absolutely whooping Magnussen. Yes. Which is very surprising. Speaking of the Dane. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Dearie me. Did you see uh, the... the uh, oh, what's his name? The guy that dresses like a gentleman and greets people. He does a stand-up show as well. Oh, dear. That's a terrible yeah, description. I'm, I'm lost on that one. <laughs> oh, I'll send, you, I'll send you the video. It's not worth me trying to describe a, a TikTok video over... Um, yeah, <laughs> I will send it, and the viewers have a look okay. on TikTok for the gentleman oh, guy, I guess. TikTok, okay, right. But anyway, Jan Mulby is the keyword from that video. I'll send it to you. Oh, anyway, right. <laughs> Kev Magnuson, fellow Dane is Jan Mulby, I'm sure. I'm going to Google that now, but I'm sure Jan Mulby is I've got no idea what we're talking Pretty about. Pretty sure. Oh, dear. Anyway, Magnuson hits a barrier, because he's an idiot. <laughs> Like, there's no reason to hit that barrier. He hits a barrier and exit of turn two and loses a tyre, which just sits nicely in the middle of the track. Mm-hmm. Uh, it triggers a safety car, and then two laps later, it triggers a red flag. Why? Well, it took them about a lap to throw out the safety car, so they were clearly That was confused. very strange, wasn't it, yeah? Because mm. the, the TV... Like, the, they had the excuse for uh, Stroll at Saudi to say, oh, we couldn't see it. But mm. the TV cameras cut immediately and was just like looking at the tyre for a minute straight and they're like, is there a tyre there? Well, also, the car out. No. K-Mag's packed up at the inside of turn four, isn't he, as well? Yeah. Mm. He's off track at least. I don't... So, there is no way this is a red flag. Yeah, I think safety is so important. So, when, you do, when we say it shouldn't be a red flag, I understand there's very important safety considerations and we don't want anyone injured. But I don't understand this decision. It goes back to that informal agreement all the teams had, whereas if we can furnish under racing conditions, we should. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, which I agree with in principle. And to be honest, I'm not too upset with it being a red flag if it's laid out clearly that that's what would happen every time. It's just the way it all was like, why has this happened? Mm. So That's what throws me a lot. Are that late in the race... So was it lap um, 54 or 58? And it's a red flag. Why isn't it just race over at that point? Because they can restart on lap 57 for two laps. But mm-hmm. what? Yeah, but do they have to? Or yeah. is it a choice? I'm glad they did because it was a great laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was peeing myself laughing. It was brilliant. Um, so I'm glad they did. And I have learned from Abu Dhabi. A few years ago. Yeah. They threw the red flag rather than have a born weird 
manipulate safety car. True, so I suppose yes. they're trying to avoid that scenario, in which case... By just mm-hmm. having completely random start and start an hour and a half after yeah. the <laughs> everyone did the first one. Is that so, one thing I did find weird oh, was no, that Magnuson um, didn't seem to realise he'd hit the wall. Yes. <laughs> if you listen to the team radio, he's, they'll say, well, what happened there? I don't know. And like, oh, you've lost the tyre. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he said in an interview, didn't feel it. Yeah, how did that happen? How <laughs> you drove into a wall. Easy the done, easy done. restart thing is, it just reminds me of NASCAR's overtime rule, mm-hmm. which is, if there's a full course caution, at some point, which I haven't looked in the rules, near the end, uh, then they do what they call overtime. So, yeah. instead of finishing the race under yellow, which is what IndyCar did at the weekend, uh, they all line up and do a safety car, effectively a pace car, safety car restart. And then if there's another yellow flag because of that, because yes, there is, it's the end of the race, everyone's tired and there's gonna and everyone's joined together all of a sudden. They go overtime again and they keep going until they get it until they get it finished. <laughs> and so this this is what Formula One's become. NASCAR. Yeah. I mean you couldn't do that in F one in terms of you couldn't say, right you know how touring cars has that where if there's a safety car that has a few laps on. on. Yeah. You can't do that in F one because the fuel is so tightly monitored that they're only fueled for literally to get to the end of the, the race mm. yeah. so I don't know if that's what happened to Hulkenberg or not either don't know if that mm. was fuel so at the restart Hulkenberg had an issue didn't he and then had to well, uh, pull over at the end yeah we've jumped ahead a bit there because there was a lot of incidents yeah sorry that. that was me no 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 sorry. the thing about the still safe end on the safety car we all used to complain and moan about it on tour because the safety cars were out forever but I've seen mm-hmm. the light now. But what, what used to happen it. is they had the safety, yeah, they had the safety car. But then what Charlie White would do is they cleared the incident. Everyone would be fine, and then they keep the safety car out for like an extra four laps. And even the commentators were going, "What are we doing here?" And it yeah. made no sense. And it, races would end, and you're like, "We could have got this going ten right. minutes ago." It wasn't the so, fact that it was a safety car; it was the fact that they were very lackadaisical at removing the safety car. Correct. Correct. So like this. Probably should have finished under safety car. I've had no problem with it. I have no problem with that. This was so much fun. So, (laughs) the third standing start, and Verstappen managed to keep the lead. (laughs) Then you've got Alonso and Hamilton having a fight for second. Alonso tries to go to the outside, isn't going to happen, so tries to slot in behind, but nobody behind them can stop because their tyres are freezing and Mm. uh, then everyone crashes. So, Sainz spins Alonso around out of the podium position. Logan Sargent hits the back of an Alpha Tauri at the rear as well. Mm-hmm. Gasly runs wide and rejoins an exit turn two, but then smashes himself and Ocon into the wall, which was, yeah, funny, because uh, poor, <laughs> poor Otmar was gutted, because he, he, he yes. just probably, I think, a fourth and a seventh or something like that, um, which would have been great points for them. I didn't really... I kind of blamed Gasly, but there's no, there's so much going on. Mm. Oh, yeah. Ocon could have He's... stopped, braked, and backed off. He didn't. Yeah. But to me, it is Gasly's fault because Gasly made the rookie error to start by running off and then having to yeah. rejoin. Mm-hmm. He's rejoined. Like, he's thrown away all that good effort where actually during the race he was quicker and ahead of Stroll in the Aston. Yeah. Plus, he's a lucky, lucky boy. Because if he had got any points for that, he'd have been out of Baku. He is still. One instant away from a race ban. Oh, yeah. Penalty points. 
Oh, right. Wow. So he, even if he does something daft in Baku, he's still eligible for a race ban. Mm-hmm. So he needs to watch himself. And then the shenanigans continue because um, Lance Stroll decides not to take turn three and goes straight <laughs> into the gravel. So uh, Nico Hulkenberg is fourth and Carl Sainz mm. has got a penalty coming. And I'm all excited at this point because they throw a red flag. And like, if Sainz gets his penalty, Hulkenberg's got his podium. And then after half an hour, they, they go back to the previous order, minus all the crashed cars. Which and, Alonso uh, was already on his team radio while he was spinning backwards into all of No, this bad rule. We need to put this back to the grid that we were before. And that's what happened. It was. So Alonso gets reinstated to third. And well, where does Hulkenberg end up? He ends up seventh. Yeah, which Haas didn't know what was going on, if you listen to the team radio. Haas appealed it, but they were told to go away. Because <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, this is the same thing they did at Silverstone last year, if you remember, when Joe mm-hmm. crashed. I've seen Joe crash 143 times yeah. now. Well, Alonso, didn't he Alonso yeah. reference Silverstone even on the team radio? Probably. He's got a is. ridiculously sharp mind. Yeah. He remembers every rule and every precedent in the car. You'd love him as a lawyer, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. He knows so everything. What, what do you think about the science penalty? It's a tricky one. I recently just watched it back from whoever the car was behind. Um, the pair of them. And Alonso definitely is slightly more to the right than Hamilton is in front of him. So therefore he did have a bit more room to be further left and out of the way of science, but he is the car in front. It's up to him what line he takes. I feel. I feel like I. I would employ a rule that's not in the rules. So is that a goal breaking <laughs> news from Liverpool versus Chelsea? Havertz <laughs> has elbowed it into the net, so it's going to get ruled out. <laughs> ah, okay. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, to me, I wouldn't mind it if Science got the five-second penalty for that incident. Mm-hmm. However, because the race is then put back on the grid, everyone's put in the same positions. Alonso being tipped around doesn't matter, right? Because he's not actually lost anything. So I would have said, well, fair play, it's a racing incident, which I know it's not how all the rules are in, so that wouldn't happen. But ultimately, Alonso hasn't actually been impeded in any way, effectively, no. because he's restarted back where he was. Yeah. It is, but that, the rules are, as you said, it's not in the rules now, but yeah. the rules state that it's not, what is caused by the incident is the incident itself I know. that dictates the penalty. I know. But it just um, seems so. Even if he'd weird. hit him and Alonso hadn't spun out, if he'd hit him and caused him to slide or lose a place, it still would have been the same penalty. Yep. Yep. I know. And I get it. It was a harsh penalty, but I do think it was just fair. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. It just feels weird that Alonso actually hasn't been affected and Science got all the points stripped away. Despite driving the worst race of his life, Bottas almost ended up in the point. Because it was so bad, of, though, wasn't it? Because of yeah. everyone crashing and Sainz getting his penalty. So that dropped Sainz from third, I believe, or mm-hmm. fourth at the restart, all the way down to 12th. He did try and back people up. Points. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, you can, but you can only do it so much. Yeah. <laughs> it backed people up and then bolted, but it didn't, it didn't work out. No. So a double points finish as well for McLaren, which they badly needed. Yes. Boop, boop. New car. New car, the next race. So everything's looking rosy. Yeah, no promise it's good. Mm. 
So well deserved victory again for Max Verstappen. Hamilton second, which he was delighted with. Alonso third for the third consecutive race. Mm-hmm. And a bromance with Lewis Hamilton on the internet now. Yeah. Yeah, that'll last all of two races. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for the moment Stroll beats Alonso. This year? You might have to wait a while. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is Alonso's comments about him will, will dry up if actually Stroll gets his act together. That's, to yeah. be fair, he's driven very well this year, Stroll. Yep. So far. With broken hands. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, so what has Max? He's 15 points ahead of Perez now. Alonso's third in the championship. That would be a great fight for third for the rest of the season. Yeah. I think one and two are gone, so it'll be an interesting fight for third. And so we're on to, next up, we're on to Baku in three weeks' time. Which is either the worst or the best race of the year. (laughs) Never in between. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, there is also a new sprint format, maybe, which I don't don't understand. I think... FP1 will set the grid for Sprint, which Sprint will be the Friday night. And then you have the standard Grand Prix qualifying on Saturday, and then the Grand Prix. Oh. Which I think is the proposal. But Christian Horner says we're going to crash all cars on the Friday. <laughs> and have nothing left for the rest of the week. But that's that's the jeopardy, and that's the appeal of it, yeah. I guess. You know, NASCAR has had some rounds in COVID, where I come back to NASCAR again, where they had no <clears> practice. <throat> All qualifying, they just started the race. Well, I didn't really follow this rule that much. Um, I heard something about it, but didn't look into it. But from what you're saying, if Christian Horner doesn't like it, it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> the barometer there. Yeah. yeah. Look, I can't wait then. <laughs> it's going to be epic. Baku is just crazy half the time. Mm. Yeah, the fact that they just true. race around there is mad, even if it's a dull race. Hmm. It's funny you mention losing practice. That is a proposal by Stefano mm-hmm. Domenicali, which is actually receiving support from the drivers uh, to reduce the amount of qualifying and not qualifying practice that they're doing a weekend. Here's why it won't happen. TV. Yeah. You pay yeah. all that money for a Sky subscription so they can say X number of live hours exclusive mm. and have a dedicated channel. And it's not just Sky in the UK, it'll be others, you know, Fox in Australia or whatever. So they're, they're thinking, oh my God, no, no, no. It reduces the value proposition, doesn't it, for the subscription? I found it hilarious that F1 Twitter went mad when he suggested this. And all I read it went mad, and everyone was raging at him. And then they asked the drivers, went, no, that's a good idea. Mm. So, I'm all <laughs> for it, personally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really watch practice. If I'm working for a while, I'm in the background. I, I, nothing interesting happens. Just ditch the third one. I've only got it on in case someone crashes. And then, because... Yeah. What yeah. else does... I mean, Natalie Pinkham's good in it. Yep. Nice, nice chat with the guys. Like, and then you get crossed to just... an FP3, and it's, he has a bit of chat with the guys, and it's just chat mm. with the boys and the girls. And, it's and like... you're paying how much to listen to that? You know, exactly. Download exactly. a podcast and wait. It's essentially it's a live that is podcast. I, yeah, I just have it on in the background while I'm doing other things. Yeah, correct. It, it, it's not good TV. It's just there. So if they want to replace practice with 
I don't know. Everyone races in a retro car on Friday morning. I'm more than yes. happy to oh, listen yes. to ideas. Any ideas are welcome. So we were back in Baku in a few weeks' time, where uh, we'll probably learn that Felipe Massa is the 2008 Formula One World Champion. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's uh, trying to do legal, legal things to try and get that, just maybe some compensation, or I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently he's assessing his legal options about 2008, which... Oh, Felipe, Felipe. The tyrant yeah. must be born, though. Yeah. It's Bernie, isn't it? Is he driving in Brazil stock cars still? But yeah, I'm not sure he was till recently. Yeah, definitely. But it's always Bernie's fault. Yeah, it is. Yes, yeah, so allegedly Bernie said something in an interview. Which yeah, cannot be taken as a fact for a legal case. Just going to put that one out there. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> that he did alleged, you know, allegedly know something about the Singapore incident with Nelson Piquet Jr. So Felipe has previously said he wants the results cancelled from that race, which would make him, oh, what a surprise, him world champion. Mm. <laughs> uh, listen, assessing legal options is very different to actually doing something, isn't it? Yeah. See, I don't actually disagree with that. I think removing the results from the Singapore Grand Prix would probably be fair. Yeah. If it happened before world championships had been announced. Exactly. Not if it was mid-season. 15 years later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure Damon Hill could probably go back and try and get one off of Schumacher. Can you imagine the precedent it sets? Exactly, yeah. Eight-time world champion, Lewis Hamilton, come on. (laughs) We've got it all sorted. Yeah. Could uh, could Nico Rosberg sue Mercedes because his engine went conked out at one season finale in 2015? (laughs) Yes, no, but Lewis might lose 2008, but he gains 2021. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We end up in the same place. Exactly. We're all back around again. So that's it. Um, well, but I'm assuming they'll decide what the qualifying is going to be before Azerbaijan, but who knows? People are yeah. voting on things. Yeah. <laughs> Turn up. There'll be, some... is a bit weird. there'll be something on the TV. So, oh, qualifying will be an afternoon now. That'll be fun on the Friday. Ah. That'll be fun. Sneak off from work. And before Baku, most exciting episode of the year, of course. Get it hyped. Whoop. It's our British Touring Car preview episode. So exciting. We're gonna we're gonna go through all the runners and riders of this year's Touring Car Championship. If all, we ever know who they all are. Yeah. All seven cars that will be there. We will <laughs> run through them all. It's, uh, all twenty one team hard entries. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It's all team hearts all the time. <laughs> So we'll be running through that before we kick the season off at Donington Park this year. A little bit of a change, isn't it? Oh, Donington, no, it Donington Park. Before. It was Donington yeah. before. It's almost like an ice yeah. rink, so it's going to be fun. <laughs> so we'll be back in a couple of weeks with that. So any more for you guys? No, that's all good. No. So that was it from us. We're off to brush up and all our touring car sponsors for this year. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Provided by, in partnership with... <laughs> yeah. It's not fun, the team names. <laughs> Two cars. I'm trying to remember who the teams were last year who suddenly have new names and new sponsors and new liveries. Well, we can deep like, dive on that. There's quite a few, I think. Oh, yeah, it was God. Accelerate last year, wasn't it? Something like Accelerate in association with Bristol Street Motors and, and Trade Price Cars. Dot com. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then didn't Dan Lloyd get an extra few tagged on midway through the season after he smashed into the wall? Yeah, probably did. Yeah, <laughs> he was having to get his the underside of his shoes sponsored just so he could <laughs> just so he could finish the season. So yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with all that. So thank you for downloading, and if you enjoyed it, subscribe, and you'll get the Touring Car episode in a few weeks' time. So we'll see you then. Cheerio, bye. Looking forward to it. Thanks. See you.